Biden's brain completely melts down this week. We have people still fighting CRT. And a scientist said, well, we should just make everybody into midgets. That'll fix it. All today, Eric's America. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my anger. I love myself. Hello and welcome back. I, uh, it's good to be back. Had some uh, issues earlier this week. Didn't get one out on Tuesday. So, going to have probably a little longer episode today, which is fine. Which is fine. I got to make up for it somewhere, right? Got to do it. Got to do it. That's just how it works. Um, I know I'll have one episode next week, possibly two, because I'm actually leaving to go on vacation for the fourth. So, um, actually leaving on Friday. So it may not, I will see, we'll see what happens, but uh, I know at least I'll have one episode next week. And then after the fourth and all that, um, things will get back to normal. Cause I know the week after I won't be home. So, um, yeah, probably going to have a couple weeks to where I don't have an episode. So I should make up for that today. Okay. That out of the way. Yeah, it has been a, uh, a crazy week. It really has. And, uh, it was kind of hard because I missed Tuesday's episode, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's just so much going on this week. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do the one on Friday, and it's just going to be insane. It really is because, uh, you know, I have a board here with all the sound clips, and it's like normally I have one. You know, it's like, okay, this is the what I'm going to have for the show. I got one board. Okay, gotcha. It's all good. Uh, today I have like two and a half, and it's like, okay, I can't fit all that in. I'll be here for like three hours. That's not going to work. So <laughs> I'm going to have to weed some of these out. It's uh, it's interesting. But there was just so much insanity going on this week. Um, not, uh, not the least of the building falling down in Miami. Of course, they don't know what's going on there. And, uh, you know, and I, I saw the mayor of Miami, which I have no idea what his situation is. But he did say, you know, this is stuff that happens in third world countries, not the U.S. And uh, however, that is true. I, I It is something that happens in China a lot, by the way, um, because of corruption and uh, the system they have going on there. People just you know, skimp on everything to make the most amount of money. There is no standards. So, you know, you get mostly sand instead of concrete and it just falls over. So that happens a lot there. It usually doesn't happen in the U.S. It's crazy to think the 21st century we have, uh, you know, something like that. But accidents do happen if that's what it was. I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened? It is uh, a very tragic thing. I think uh, they're saying right now 159 uh, people are missing. So that is... uh, that is truly a uh, terrible tragedy. So I hope that gets uh, gets resolved. I hope hope things turn around there. Um, for the rest of the country, um, we may be screwed. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to put it that way. But here's the problem. When people are following an ideology, uh, first of all, that's always a bad thing. By the way, just... Uh, just for, you know, just for reference point, okay? Um, everybody talks about, well, there's a conservative ideology or there's an American ideology. It's not an ideology, okay? It's a set of, of principles that we say, hey, listen, this is what we, how we think things should go, and there's a whole wide range of things that fit in there, you know, just like we say free speech, 
you know, we, we believe in free speech. That doesn't just mean our speech that we want to get out there. It's everybody's speech. No matter how vile and, and corrosive it can be, it all gets out there because good ideas will always defeat stupid or terrible or even, you know, ignorant ideas. So there is a difference when you're following a, a set of principles versus an ideology, okay? And the ideology right now we're following is an ideology that is written by truly uh, dim people, okay? I mean, truly dim people. The, the, the just It's hard to even imagine that someone who is this dumb uh, is out speaking to people. So here is, uh, I, I mean, I guess he has a, um, uh, what is this, a, a, a pseudonym or whatever, Ibram X. Kendi. I will not call him that because that is not his name. His name is Henry Rogers. And Mr. Rogers, which I love, that makes it so much better. I can just call him Mr. Rogers and it makes thing, me feel so much better. So Mr. Rogers uh, went to this uh, big, uh, you know, like think tank kind of uh you know, you have all these elites there and he's going to give a speech about anti-racism and all this. And these are people that are very highly educated, very intelligent people that come and listen to uh, people who write uh, books like this that to give, you know, question and answer. They usually give a speech about it. And these people are there to learn and understand what's going on. So they give him a, probably the easiest softball question. And I think that's what the point was. This, this, the person that asked the question is intending to give this guy a softball. Like, I don't know. I didn't see the whole interaction. So I don't know if he was struggling before this. But I, I assume that he was because uh, Henry Rogers uh, does not appear. If you've read any of the book whatsoever, which... I don't want to recommend anybody read it, but if you just read, you know, a few pages, you realize that he's just not real bright and he's not a good writer. It's just circle logic. Like, you know, I say this means this because this means this. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's just garbage. It's just, it sounds like, you know, maybe a middle schooler trying to write a book or something. It's not great. Okay. And I, and I, you know, apologize already because there may be some really good middle schoolers out there who are writing good literature. Uh, this guy just is really not. And so he may have already been struggling. He may have been. And they thought they would throw him a softball and say, hey, why don't you, since you're, you know, an authority on racism, apparently. Well, here's the question. I think he was struggling ahead of time. This killed it. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I don't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> that was his answer. Now you know what his book is like. What's racism? It's racisty stuff that does racisty things and it's racist. So that's racism. The fuck are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. This is one of the authorities of this ideology, and anyone is following him anywhere. 
You could find elementary school children that could read a definition or recite a definition to a word better than this guy. And he's out on these tours. This is, you know, this is thousands of dollars to get a place to come in and listen to this man speak. I, I, I would have a refund right there would have been uh, forthcoming because I would have lost my shit if I went to watch somebody speak on a topic. And they're like, oh, well, what's your definition? Well, the definition is the definition of the definition of the word. I'm going to use the word 15 times to make up the definition. I would say, okay, I want my money back and fire whoever the hell this is. It's stupidity. It's literally stupidity. And and he looks stupid and they laugh at him because it's stupid. And they're like nervously laughing like, this guy's really stupid, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. Mr. Rogers needs to go back to his neighborhood and get his cardigan. Um, yeah. And, and I don't want him teaching children because children need to learn how to actually make a definition. And you don't use the word in the definition. I think we learned that, right? Elementary school, you don't use the word in the definition because you're defining the word. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it should have ended there with Mr. Rogers. It should have. He should have been back in his neighborhood talking to Mr. Postman and giving you the letter of the day and all that. But we couldn't get away from him that quickly this week. Apparently, we had Senate hearings about critical race theory. Now, I, it's all over the place. We're going to touch on all this first. Uh, critical race theory uh, is actually, and it is the actual definition of critical race theory. Yes, it was a Harvard legal argument that is old. And it was basically a legal argument that they were using in different uh, cases to say, listen, um, you know, black, uh, black Americans are descended from slaves. And because of slavery and because of oppression, you know, 400 years ago, uh, the present day person is oppressed and they can't um, they're not responsible for their activity because of this. This was a legal argument. Now, if you want my uh, rebuttal to that. Uh, what the fuck does one have to do with the other? I mean, I, I had this discussion this week and it really opened somebody's mind because, you know, they kind of follow this ideology and they're like, well, you know, because they were oppressed then, you know, that causes stuff today. And I said, well, that's really weird, you know, because I'm sure if I trace back and I have traced back my family uh, to some pretty prominent people at one point, um, although I've been poor my entire life. That's weird. Shouldn't I have some sort of privilege? I don't. Uh, I must have not got the card in the mail. I need to know who to write to. Um, so it is. It's ridiculous. And uh, so the argument was just, you know, kind of a last ditch. It was a theoretical argument that you could make to try to get, uh, you know, get out from under uh, criminal charges or whatever. Fine. Whatever. Uh, it has then been uh, taken from that argument, turned into a sort of ideology. So the people now are trying to backtrack and go, well, I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Critical race theory is just, just this theoretical legal argument from Harvard years ago. We just, it's not even a thing today. Well, it is because we have people like Mr. Rogers. Unfortunately, um, the people at the top of the military, apparently, they enjoy Mr. Rogers, too. Not the guy with the cardigan and talking to Mr. Postman, although that would be fine. Uh, they apparently are uh, really enamored with uh, Dumbass's book, who writes dumbass things. So, uh, 
ad, the admiral, the top admiral for the uh, Navy, uh, was questioned this week about why he's recommending this book to all the young cadets. Kendi's book states that capitalism is essentially racist. And Kendi is clear that racism must be eliminated. So yes or no? Do you personally consider advocating for the destruction of American capitalism to be extremist? Here's what I know, Congressman. So yes There's or no racism question, Admiral. in the United States Navy. Admiral, you I, recommended I every sailor in the United States Navy read this book. So yes or no question. I'm not forcing anybody to read the book. It's on a recommended reading list. Admiral, did you read the book? I did. Admiral, you said you read this book. What part of this book is redeeming and, and qualifies as something that, that every I think every Kennedy's sailor in the United States critical should read it. about his own journey as an African-American in this country, what he's experienced. Let me ask you again, Admiral. Well, I can help you out, Admiral. You know why he had an extremely hard time uh, navigating through this country? Because he didn't listen in school. I'm just saying it's possible because apparently he made it all the way through college without figuring out that you don't use the word in the definition of the word. So apparently he needs to go back to remedial school and learn how to read and write again. That will cause you to have trouble advancing in society if you don't get the basics. It's that simple. It has nothing to do with racism. I give a shit what the guy looks like. I could listen to it. I listen to it on audio. I have no idea what the man looks like. I mean, I do, but I'm saying just listening to the audio, I don't know what the man looks like, but I can tell you that he's not that bright and that will cause a problem if you're trying to advance into uh, higher institutions. They tend, they tend to like people that know how to just give a definition or how to write coherent sentences that aren't just circle logic that says, well, I said this thing, and that means this thing, so this thing means that thing. <sighs> but yeah, this guy is completely in the bag. It's really weird. It was almost like watching uh, like these crazy uh, like radical groups. Uh, that's what was so creepy this week. It goes on. There's more um, uh, from the Admiral here. Kendi stated that white people are a different breed of humans and are responsible for the AIDS virus. Yes or no, do you personally consider the conspiracy that white people started AIDS to be an extremist belief? Sir, I'd have to understand the context. That is a simple question. Made. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say. Admiral, this is a book I'm that you recommended every defend, sailor in the United States Navy Jerry read. picked quotes from somebody's book. I'm not going to do that. I mean, it was almost like a prisoner video or a struggle session going on. It was so creepy. That's the highest ranking officer for the U.S. Navy that cannot say that, well, that sounds really stupid. Yes, Mr. Rogers said white people are a different breed of human that caused the AIDS virus. Yeah. Yeah, some people would call that, um, I mean, that's beyond, you know what? I think Mr. Rogers would get along real well with uh, some pretty crazy people on the right, too. Which, I, it's recommended. We need everybody to read it. Unfortunately, you would think, well, maybe it's just this guy. Maybe this is the guy that's just blindly following this crazy ideology that makes no sense, written by a not very bright human. 
um, and he's, uh, you know, just going along with it, and, um, you know, he's all by himself. Unfortunately, unfortunately for all of us, that was not the case. Not even close. So we move on. It moves on to uh, General Milley. Yes, another general top guy. And they ask him, they're like, listen, um, I hear you're recommending and uh, trying to go through the ranks with uh, your critical race stuff and uh, the Ibram X. Kendi. Oh, no, Mr. Rogers book. And uh, he defends it. He really, really likes it. Here you go. First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, etc., I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians, they come from the American people and matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. Wow. I think he's he's definitely been reading Mr. Rogers. He has. Because he just did the same thing. Well, I'm white. I want to understand white rage. Well, I have some rage right now. It has nothing to do with me being white. I have a rage against stupidity. So this all goes back to Obama. Obama's garbage that he spouted about uh, the clingers. The clingers are clinging to their Bible and their guns. Blah, blah, you know. And he hated white people. I mean... You know, that's just who he was. He was a racist. He is a racist. I mean, you know, whatever. But that's where it comes from. He says, oh, well, you know, because the theory is, the theory is that, you know, it's white rage because they see their country slipping away. Well, that's really odd. That's really weird. The only reason people would get enraged is when you tell everybody that just because they were born with a certain skin tone that they are collectively guilty and horrible and do horrible things. I think we could just call that racism. And it's a really terrible idea. And we figured this out a really long time ago, but it's an especially terrible idea when you start yelling at all white people and all European people. And then they figure out, well, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. You're saying we're all bad because of our skin tone. Now, we have a racial identity. Oh, hold on another minute. We have the majority. So why are we listening to all this? Why would we sit and let people just beat us down? We're the majority. And the last thing you want is for all those white people that are the majority to start going, wait a second, where's your civilization? Where's the great civilization you built? Where's that one at? That's what you don't want. That's what's going to happen. But this all is predicated on some crazy idea that just because there's more black people uh, in, in jobs and around that somehow that's causing white rage. Well, no, it's just a crutch to try to get more power. It's a lever to try to get more power. And that's what it's always been. And here's Obama. This is what he's talking about. This is where it started. Uh, drive our SUVs. Oh, and, you know. You know, eat as much as we want. Never mind. That's the wrong clip. That was a different uh, Obama clip. See, I told you I got like two and a half pages full of sound clips and I'm screwing them up. I'm screwing them up already. But anyway, this started from that. And uh, so, yeah, it's 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 pervasive. It's all through the military. And, uh, you know, how can these people? I mean, you're just literally destroying everything. And the bad part is you are creating 
a backlash that you do not want, that you do not want any part of because they're trying to turn something that has never been done where the minority of a country is going to try to oppress and racialize the majority. Now, I hate to tell you that is a terrible idea because once it springs back the other way, we're going down a dark road that no one wants to go down. So here's a really good idea. Let's stop the racism now. Stop it now. And the pendulum doesn't have to swing back the other way because I can guarantee you if it swings back the other way, I look at the population numbers. You don't want that, period. We already fought a bloody war, the bloodiest in American history, to end what happens when that pendulum is the other way. We do not, absolutely do not need to go back that way. That is what these people do not understand, do not get. It's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, we got Joy Reid, and uh, she's talking about, you know, CRT. It's not even racist. I don't even know what you're talking We've about. We've seen a growing movement to reframe how American history is taught in public schools. Well, some parents who are opposed to critical race theory as new curriculum aren't too pleased. Just because I do not want critical race theory taught to my children in school does not mean that I'm a racist, damn it. <laughs> it's a, actually, it does. It's just another example of Republicans turning kids into a wedge issue, just like their politically motivated attacks on transgender youth who just want to play sports. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. You know, it's just those crazy Republicans that think, man, we really shouldn't judge people by the color of their skin, and we shouldn't give people excuses for bad behavior because of the color of their skin. That's a terrible, I mean, that's just a crazy idea. That's what we should do. We should just all be a bunch of fucking little racists. It's great. It's wonderful. And yes, we should let boys just go ahead and say they're girls and beat the shit out of all the girls and call it progress because we're all so enlightened and smart. Right, Joy? What morons. What morons. God, man, I'm telling you. You know what? If I was this dumb... I couldn't make it from my home to work every day without becoming without getting injured. I couldn't. I couldn't. I absolutely could not manage my life without getting injured and probably killing myself at some point during the day because I did something that stupid. But, you know, hey. And we got, uh, don't forget, we don't forget, we've got Mr. LeMond. Mr. LeMond. He has to, he has to weigh in. He has to. You are the person who happens to be telling the history, you're going to tell it in your favor. And the best way to correct that so that um, some people aren't uh, over-indexed in the history of the country is to have all voices, as many voices as possible, included want. in that history. People don't like to have their pleasure interrupted, their peace interrupted. And so people think that it should be the way that it should be because they have been taught that in, right. in, in this country. But, you know, telling people, having people come to the realization, especially ancestors of slaves, that they, they were enslaved and that they were beaten, that they were sold, that they weren't able to accrue wealth, that they weren't able to go to school, they weren't able to go vote. You think that makes them feel good? So 
the folks on the other side, stop making it about you and be curious instead of judgmental. Right. That's all. Oh, okay, Don. Okay, Don. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, how privileged are you? Well, you live, you make millions of dollars a day uh, speaking incoherent, garbled nonsense on TV. Uh, most of us don't, by the way, which if you descended from slaves, I think there's a whole hell of a lot of people that would trade places with you because they would like to get paid millions of dollars to sit in front of a camera and spout nonsensical garbage every night. They would gladly do it for your paycheck. And oh, by the way, since you're so worried about diversity, so worried about diversity, well, I, I noticed that your husband or boyfriend is, um, he's white. And you live in an almost exclusive all-white neighborhood. So good job, Don. Got way to be diverse. Why didn't you move you and your white husband into the inner city? So you could be closer to the diversity and really understand what's going on, Don. Come on, man. What are you doing? What an abject moron. And no, no, you don't get to rewrite history. We've already written history. History doesn't look kindly on what happened during slavery or during Jim Crow. It doesn't. And just like we don't judge every black person as if they were descended from slaves, because I hate to inform Don and many of them that many of the black Americans, well, they immigrate, their families immigrated here after slavery, you see. You see, there's a weird thing. You know, people come to this country at all different times. Not all black Americans are descended from slaves. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. Just like uh, all the white people that are here, uh, they didn't all descend from slave owners. So therefore, it really, really kicks a big hole in your argument. And we do have history that's critical on both sides. And see, what we do is we just listen to it all and say, okay, this is what we figure, you know, this is about where we fall on it. So, no, we shouldn't rewrite history to lie about history. And we shouldn't whitewash history. We should learn it. Full and open. So, just rewriting it and making crap up like, you know, Nicole Hannah-Jones did, that doesn't make it history. Isn't that weird? Is that strange how it works? Because, I mean, if that's what we're going to do, I can write a history tomorrow. I can just make crap up, too. Doesn't make it true, Don. But, hey, you know what? Truth has never been, well, it's just never been a strong suit. Just really isn't. You know, hey, it happens. But there is a big, a big and large movement pushing back. And that's why these people are terrified now. And that's why they're coming up with the... The stupid arguments of, oh, it just makes you a racist. Of course it does. Of course it makes you racist. Because you know what? Everything is racist. It really is. Everything. Everything is racist. Every you have is a KKK Everything is racist. White supremacist extreme. Yes, everything is most definitely racist. And, uh... I guess if we just go down that road, because at the end of the day, if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. So I, I don't know. I guess that's where we're headed. I mean, I guess this is one way to stomp out racism, because if you just use it all the time every day and call everything racist, well, that dilutes the meaning to where nobody cares anymore. What's it matter? It's not racist uh, because everything is racist. But there is some pushback. There is great 
overwhelming pushback and uh it's starting to get out of control which is good i think that's a good thing um here's a guy uh he was i guess he does radio stuff i'm not sure i'm not sure who this guy is but uh he was blasting uh crt this week it was pretty interesting so when you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other, that's pretty much what it's going to, that's pretty much, I don't care to say, it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to personally tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You're going to sit there and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Yeah, he was a little pissed about it. And, um, you know, that's a big thing. And, and like I said, I had a conversation with somebody this week who said, well, you know, the problem is all these uh, people saying that, you know, you just work hard and you can do it. And, uh, you know, that's not true. Not everybody can do it. Well, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. Maybe not everyone can be Jeff Bezos. And that is very true. Not all all people can be Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. We can't. It's not possible for us all to become multi-billionaires and have undue influence over the country and the world. That is true. It is not possible for all of us to do that. What is possible is we can achieve in this country a middle-class existence. Well, we could. We could. Now, by the time uh, Biden gets out of office and the full transformation of America is complete in the third Obama term, uh, maybe that won't be true. And I'm sure they're, I mean, they really are working hard to make that a thing uh, that uh, we can't uh, be upwardly mobile because that's really bad. That's really bad, especially for the left. Having people upwardly mobile is terrible for the left because, I mean, if everybody's, you know, working hard and moving up and, and working towards that uh, middle or middle upper class existence, um, they're not going to be real keen on all your crazy socialist bull crap. And they aren't going to vote for you. So that's really bad. You need a permanent oppressed class if you're going to make communism and socialism work. You need a permanent oppressed class and you need to keep pushing it harder and harder and harder to make sure they stay that way. There is a reason policies have been in place to help keep poverty going for a very long time because it benefits one side. And once you figure that out, um, once you figure that out, you start to see things in a boy, such a different light, just a man. Here's a, uh, a, a, a member, I guess this guy was a former member of the school board in Pennsylvania. And apparently he had, uh, the people were showing up, parents were showing up to these meetings talking about critical race theory. Didn't want it taught. They don't want to have racism theory taught in their school. They, you know, they're not about it. And uh, this guy shows up, and apparently one of the, just giving you the backstory, apparently one of the parents had uh, spoke and said, well, listen, you know, these people, they're shouting us down, they're threatening us, they're editing the video to edit us out to make it look like we didn't even speak or that our views can't be heard. So this guy, apparently he was a former member of this school board. He's British, by the way. Uh, he, well, now he's American. He's a naturalized American citizen. He is originally from the U.K., and he goes in and, man, I tell you what, this is what you mean when you say that anyone can become an American. It is unique of any country in the world. I can't become Chinese. I can't become any of these other things. I am an American. 
And you can come to this country and become an American. And boy, did he ever. This guy knows more about freedom than most of the native-born Americans. This guy's awesome. He goes complete gangster on the school board. I love it. But do not just do, name do not talk like over me. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country, and I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that this nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. Put that guy on our team. I don't care about his fruity accents. Great. <laughs> There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on now your hands. Now it's a sex tape. Because my right to critique fascism, <laughs> which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. There are emails, public record emails, in which the director of equity is lobbying and advocating for public comment to be censored in this school district. And you know what? You know what? Lobbying for it, advocating for it. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. Here, here. Wow. Oh, he Dude went complete gangster. I love it. I love it. And that's a guy that was born in Britain, but he came here, he naturalized as a U.S. citizen. And you know what? He is more of a patriotic American than many of the natural born citizens, you know, but he is, he's an American just the same, you know, that was kind of funny though. The fruity accent. I don't care. Put that guy on my team any day. That guy is, is awesome. He really is. And, uh, so yeah, he, you know, they had a diversity officer at the school, which, is just a code word for, you know, a party official. You know, that's what they do in China and Russia and in the former, you know, communist Russia and places like Cuba and Venezuela. You know, you have a business, you have a school, you have, you know, any of these things. You have to have a, um, you know, you have to have a party officer that censors everybody. And that's what they do. That's what they're doing now. They're trying to indoctrinate and and infiltrate and get their, uh, you know, party officials in. So they call them diversity officers and they censor everybody and do all the garbage that they do. And it is absolutely, uh, it is unconstitutional and it's garbage and it needs to be stopped immediately. Absolutely immediately. All right. I got to take a quick break. I will be right back. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians is constantly political. Why? Cover. 
Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, and we're back. We are back. So um, keeping on this whole thing, because there's been a lot going on with it this week. Um, we've got this uh, nine-year-old girl who, uh, boy, she does another. I mean, she does a mic drop moment at the uh, school board that uh, is just great, man. you got to check this out. She is awesome. Looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said <laughs> yeah, on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said that's weird. They were the one who they were the ones who made them. I said there should be no BLM in schools. Period. Does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Waltz just sits on his throne. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and i know that wow yeah full uh you know and that's what it takes honestly kids can figure this out kids don't see race they don't see the garbage you're trying to teach this is why we have advocated for you know decades and decades and decades that you do not mess with the children they know what's going on Keep the crap out. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. It's uh boy. But it is not, uh, it's not the end of it. Unfortunately, not the end of it. Because something new was uh, invented this week. Because, you know, that girl, the guy, all the people that have played over the weeks now. We've, it's been a few weeks now at least. that have been playing all these people standing up at these meetings. And fighting back. And the left is scared to death. Because it's starting to work. They're using their um, tactics against them. Grassroots. You know, they use Twitter. Now, on the right, people are using their voice. The open public forums to blast this out. And it's scaring them to death. And they have no idea how to handle it when it's turned back against them. They are completely at a loss of what to do uh, because, you know, it's it's hard for them to figure it out because they're not used to getting pushback in this way, which, you know, uh, I'm glad to see it. So uh, apparently now, apparently now, 
Uh, it's uh, getting spun in a different direction because these people aren't real. Real people, according to them, they, they're in such a crazy bubble, such an insane bubble, that they do not realize that actual Americans don't buy their crap. They don't believe in this absolute bullshit. They just don't. And for whatever reason, they can't wrap their head around it. So they have to come up with crazy conspiracy theories of why this is happening. And this was uh, my favorite of the week. This idea of critical race theory, I have to tell you, I just spent some time reporting on this county in Virginia about an hour outside of Washington. And, and to your point, this is something that is mobilizing people and resonating very deeply. It was about a 100-degree day, dozens and dozens and dozens of parents, mostly white in this largely affluent county, showed up to a school board meeting. For many, Right there. You notice what she said. Mostly white, affluent neighborhoods. So already you have to discount them. They're not real people. It's not a real thing, you know, it's just a bunch of whiteies being racist. The very first school board meeting they've ever attended, specifically because of this one issue. That's important to note it, it, that you mentioned critical race theory a couple times. This is a parent-led backlash at the grassroots level. And it's, it's manufactured. No, it's, and it's completely, and then, and then sort of, the seems to have been lit. lit. The it fire up. was lit. I, I disagree. Yeah. I think it started because p parents have had it with the education bureaucracy after COVID. Mm -hmm. They're fed up with it. They tend to trust Democrats when it comes to education funding, but they trust Republicans on education accountability. I think that what the backlash you're seeing on critical race theory in schools is another example of parents trying to hold educators accountable. It's coordinated. It's aggressive. It's intentional, right? This is this is part of the the, the tribalism no, play. Right. The critical race theory is is yet another tool in the in the, in the racial tribal boogeyman's toolbox to drive and inflame tribalism, which Republicans think. Let me just uh, mention something really quick. Now, this is something that guy is a black guy, and he just threw out what was used to be uh, considered a uh, pretty bad racist slur by the way, because this guy is ignorant and he doesn't realize he hasn't read history. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And that was considered uh, a racial slur, talking about boogeyman and boogie-woogie stuff. I mean, that's 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 racist crap coming out of his mouth. And uh, he has no idea because he's an ignorant jackass. But he goes on to tell you why it's a big conspiracy. You hear him. You got a couple people there that are being honest saying, hey, listen, these parents are fed up, you know. They came out a 100-degree day, first time they've ever came to a school board meeting. They're sick of it. They don't want racism taught in their school. And everybody else, and the other people, which uh, one of them is uh, Joe uh, Scam Artist Scarborough, uh, going, no, it's just a fabrication. These aren't real people. These aren't real people. And then this black guy chimes in and throws out some racial epithets. And it's all about the Republicans. And uh, here he goes on. Things helps them in, in, in elections. This is this is this is Trump 2.0. Oh this is a, is, is, is a continuation uh. of this, right? Critical race theory is is an arcane sort of ideal. Why is it front and center right now? The same reason that Mitch McConnell attacked Stacey Abrams when she came out for the for the, vote, for the voting bill. It is racial. It is tribalism. Oh. We've seen it grow under Trump, and this is part and partial of it. And they think this helps ignite their base. Mm -hmm. There's no way this mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. grassroots. And Brad, you know this is organized and is being paid for oh <laughs> yeah it's i mean these people are just paid actors where have you heard this kind of crazy crap before i mean that gets people canceled when you say oh you know this is just uh you know these are just paid actors having a uh you know having a thing it's not real people wow wow 
They're so desperate. And, of course, she throws in, it's an arcane uh, legal argument that was used. Uh, well, apparently, uh, apparently a lot of people like uh, Mr. Rogers decided to write it into books. And, uh, you know, even though it makes absolutely no sense. And they're trying to teach it to kids and teach kids to be racist. Period. And you can say whatever you want about it. Whichever side you fall on, it is racist. If you're white, then it's racist because they're telling you you're an awful human human being that you are guilty of all the sins of your forefathers, if your forefathers even had any sins to be atoned for. But it doesn't matter because if one white person 400 years ago did something bad, well, you're white and you're guilty of it. How stupid is it? It's absolutely retarded. I can use that word now because Chucky Schumer brought it back to... Uh, back to the vocabulary so i can use that word now and if you're black it's just as racist it's this way you can't do anything you can't do anything you're just depressed you're terrible you just you can't show up for work you can't do anything you can't work hard you're just helpless and you're just at the mercy of all the all of us who are here to save you it is racist on both sides it is literally a dumpster fire of racism it's stupid but yet these people push it and somehow they think that's going to give them uh, political gains, I guess. I, boy, I tell you. So, it is. Again, if you've missed it. Everything is racist. Yes. So now we have established everything is racist. Everything. Now we can move on. <laughs> move on to the wonderful world of gun control. We heard it again this week. We've got to get tough on guns because, of course, the news has been blasting out everywhere that all these major cities that are all Democrat-ran and have very stringent gun laws, if not outright gun bans, close to in some of them, uh, people are just getting killed right and left. Murders are going through the roof. And people are asking, hey, wait a second. Um, what's going on? So, uh, Biden, whose brain apparently has completely going, gone to mush this week. I mean, it's been bad. But apparently this week, especially, his brain went completely to mush. It is now pudding, the same as his pudding he will get after he says the words he needs to say on stage. It uh, it has gotten gone way downhill. And here he is talking about, uh, got two clips of him talking about the, uh, the guns. Boy, I tell you, this is interesting. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been. If you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Wow, that's a hell of a statement there, uh, Mushmouth. Um, where do we start? First of all, um, the only people that were restricted from owning guns uh, when the Second Amendment was uh, ratified uh, would have been slaves. Okay. And so if you want to go back to that, I mean, that seems, uh, what is that? Um, 
oh, I believe that's racist. Um, and then later on, this is really, really incredible. Uh, there was this organization that got together to fight for uh, the rights of freed slaves to uh, have guns and be able to buy guns, even though in the Jim Crow South, they were still not allowed to own firearms uh, to fight back against the KKK. And there was this little organization you may have heard of that uh, came together to fight for their right to have full citizenship and be uh, allowed to buy and own firearms. Uh, it's called the NRA. <laughs> Weird, huh? Weird. You know, now the NRA is racist and killing everybody. Uh, but back then, uh, they were formed just to fight for freed slaves uh, to be made full citizens and have the right to bear arms. Isn't that weird? It's very strange. You might might explain why the Democrats still hate them. Because they were fighting Democrats since its inception. They were fighting Democrats who, you know, wanted to keep people enslaved. You know, that pesky part of history that we just skip over all the time. And the NRA was fighting against it, and that's why they were formed. And, yeah, you know, it's a pesky little part of history. That's why Biden, the racist himself, still hates the NRA. You know, uh, they were fighting him then. They're still fighting him now. But then it goes on to threaten all of America. You like that? Did you enjoy that? I mean, if you think you're going to fight us, I mean, you better get some F-15s and some nukes. Well, first of all, it's stupid on its face. No government is going to nuke its own citizens because once you nuke all the cities, well, what the fuck are you going to rule over then? A nuclear wasteland? I don't think so. Don't think that's going to work out too well for you. You're going to scramble jets and drop nukes on the uh, red states? Don't think that's going to work out too well for you there, Joe. That doesn't seem like a very sound plan for a president, does it? No, because what country are you going to have left? None. Absolutely nothing left to be president of, you jackass. Second of all, there are 400 million guns in America and more being sold every day. So if you want to take back all the guns, um, I don't know. Have you heard? We've tried uh, doing these sort of door-to-door urban uh, warfare kind of things. I, I believe I heard somewhere that uh, maybe you should talk to the Taliban or ISIS. And uh, did they have F-15s and nukes? Pretty sure they didn't. Was it was it really hard going door to door and trying to root them out? And hell, they were lucky to have a 22, not an F-22, a 22 rifle. They were lucky to have that. Can you imagine the U.S. government? military trying to go door to door in America 400 million guns there is a reason they say that no one will ever step no other foreign country will step foot on American soil to invade because there is a gun behind every blade of grass and that is true so it's stupid on its face and this is just a a horrible thing. I mean, it's just incredible that a U.S. president would say some shit like this. It's just incredible. I can't believe it. But he did. And unfortunately, it wasn't all that his mush mouth uh, pudding brain spit out this week. Now, the gun lobby wants you to believe that cities that are the toughest gun, had the toughest gun laws still have the highest rates of gun violence. The violence is so they argue, why do you need those gun laws if they don't work in cities that have tough laws? Don't believe it. Here's the truth. Today's conversation with Mayor Scott of Baltimore, for example, echoed what we know to be the case in here for mayors all across the country. 
Mayors have the power to help shape and enforce the laws in their cities, but they can't control the laws in neighboring cities and states, even though the gun legally bought there is often ends up in their streets. Well, that's weird. There's one huge hole, and I got to go back and pick up a point from the last uh, bit of uh, crazy circus monkey talk he had in the last uh, soundbite, but I'll address this real quick. Do you hear what he's saying? He's like, well, it's not a Chicago. I know Chicago, they're killing each other right and left. It's terrible. Uh, but, you know, it's not because of their gun laws. It's because, uh, you know, Indiana has lower gun laws and they just go to Indiana and buy them. And that's where all the problem is. It's those guns in Indiana. Well, here's the fucking problem. Why is the crime not high in Indiana? Hmm? That's a good question. The mayor of Baltimore said it's not Baltimore's not the problem. We got it all under control here. It's those terrible people in West Virginia. They're allowed to own all kinds of guns and they're ending up here killing people. Well, why aren't they killing each other in West Virginia? It puts a big, pretty big hole in your argument. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. If the guns in a different state are the problem in your city, well, why isn't the gun the problem in their state? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of a problem, isn't it? It's a little bit of a, a hump to get over. And by the way, the first statement in the first uh, crazy circus monkey uh, babble session, uh, he said that even from the beginning, uh, it was, uh, you know, we talked about, no, slaves could not own weapons. Obviously, they didn't want them to have weapons to overtake their uh, slave masters, which, you know, if they would have given them guns, we wouldn't even had to have the Civil War. It would have been over real quick. See how See how that works? It's almost like having firearms sort of leads to freedom. <laughs> That's really strange, isn't it? They knew it then. We know it now. Huh, a lot of things don't change in 400 years, do they? The other statement that was absolutely false was not everyone could buy a cannon, which was considered, you know, the heavy artillery of the time. That is not true. That is false. 100% false. In fact... Many private citizens owned cannons and armed ships. They were called privateers. And the government would hire privateers to fight their wars for them. Because they didn't want to have a draft of men and they didn't have the money to then, you know, build all these armaments at the time. But private citizens, some private citizens did. And so they they bought cannons and they made, uh, you know, warships and had private armies. And the government hired them to fight their wars for them. Isn't that weird? So no, there never has been. Now, do I advocate for people to have uh, thermonuclear bombs in their shed out back? Probably not. That's probably not a good thing. But considering... You know, it's a little cost prohibitive to buy them. I don't think a lot of people will be able to, first of all. Second of all, um, your homeowners association may have a little problem with your thermonuclear reactor in your backyard. So there may be an issue there. I just some zoning, zoning problems. You may have a zoning problem when you, you know, bring home your J Dam. But all of it is ludicrous on its face and it's full of lies. And you notice he doesn't illuminate what he's talking about. Never does. Or he just lies. But that's what he's good at. It's just, man. 
But, you know, the problem is it's not just the gun control. And, of course, it looks like it does look promising that they're not going to confirm David Chipman. Uh, looks like some of the Democrats are turning on him as well. And I don't think that they're turning on him out of their own philosophy. They're turning on him because they realize that the gun issue is the biggest losing issue for Democrats, period. And in a lot of their states, you're talking about senators looking at their state going, man, I really want to be stay a U.S. senator. And if I go along with this, I'm done. I'm done. This is my last term. I'm never coming back. The, the They're going to rise up and kick my ass out. So maybe, maybe that'll be one. And plus, the guy is just terrible. I mean, they're, you couldn't have found a worse guy. We talked about Chipman before. You just couldn't find a worse person. I mean, if you couldn't even make it up, be like, eh, can I find the most corrupt guy that's been involved in every terrible thing that the ATF has been involved in for 30 years? Let's nominate him to run the place. Yeah, that's, that's never how that works. But it, it is now, apparently. But that wasn't the only Biden brain meltdown this week. This is just some, uh, this is a, like a 40 second clip of just him. Just, I don't know what the hell is going on. This is just him babbling. This is all from this week, by the way, we we've got a few more clips to go through, but this is just from this week. Police chief Murray of the Baltimore, uh, uh, excuse me, police chief Merritt, police chief Murphy, Paul of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We discussed historic funding, the, we discussed historic funding for states, the stuff that prevents recidivism and helps them integrate into society. It means confirming my outstanding nominee for to lead the AFT, the, excuse me, the, the ATF. Eddie worked as a violence interrupter. Now he runs a program that provides high-risk men with cognitive behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy. Jesus, what the actual fuck is going on i don't believe if you've just said all the whatever the hell that was you said i have no idea what the hell you're even talking about at this point but apparently somebody involved in some part of that uh does cognitive behavioral analysis and joe that is the last thing you need anywhere near you because a five-year-old could figure out that you and cognitive uh, you you two haven't been in the same room for a very, very long time. What the hell was that? He started out with Baltimore and Murphy and then Louisiana and somebody's going to the AFT and I don't... Oh, God. We're doomed. We're doomed. But hey, you know what? Biden really redeemed himself yesterday on thursday he did some press conferences talking about uh, more policy he wants to talk about his uh the uh issue they have with the infrastructure bill they've now negotiated apparently down to 1.2 trillion which is still uh an astronomical number that you can't spend because there's just it's i've talked about it before it's just such an astronomical amount of money that i can't even comprehend it much less know how the hell you ever pay for it but anyway They've negotiated it down from two and a half trillion to one point two trillion and whatever. And he says, Well, I'm not gonna sign it unless it comes with my budget that I want to spend five more trillion dollars in bankrupt America. I'm not gonna sign one without the other, which I think is a win for the Republicans. It is. That's a win. Stand strong. Say, okay, well, yeah, we're good. We're gonna go home now. You won't sign this. We're not agreeing to that. All right, we're done. Yeah, we'll see you later. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. But it was just really creepy. Uh, but Biden, 
Biden couldn't resist from being the creepy. It's bad enough that his brain melts down, but what the hell is this? This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is, oh, oh, it gives me the creeps. Here we go. I don't even want to listen to it. Being critical, y'all. I really mean this. It was legitimate questions you're asking me. Asking me, well, you know, yeah. guess what? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. Whoa. Cut six. $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? I don't know what the hell that is. What the actual fuck was that? Pay them more. Oh, my God. Well, here's the problem. There's a big problem with this because all you're trying to do is bankrupt America and kill small business so you can have your preferred few groups of, you know, corporations that run and control everything. I can see it. You can see it. And how you do that? You think the corporation, big corporations like Amazon or Walmart have a problem paying people 15 or 16 bucks an hour? No, they don't. They don't have a problem doing that. It's no big deal. They make plenty of money. Who has a problem doing that? Oh, your local businesses. The ones that actually build America, they have a little bit of a problem because they can't compete with the giant corporations. So what's the answer? Well, just eliminate them so you can get a good fascist system going on where the companies follow exactly the party line. And you get them on board and you crush all the small little businesses so people will all have to be little robots and keep them in line i don't know you can find out more about this check out uh, germany in the uh, 1930s it'll tell you all about it how that works yes it's very interesting yeah and what the hell is up with the this is just creepy man creepy creepy whispering i wrote the bill hey joe you haven't written anything in a long time you can't even talk no he can't he can't form a coherent sentence. You much less write a bill. There is no way in hell that happened. I can guarantee you that. But he wasn't done. He wasn't done being a retarded circus monkey. He had to break out with this. Why? It's been harder to get African Americans initially to get vaccinated because they used to be an experimented on. What? The Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, no, not, not the Tuskegee Airmen. Wow. People no. have memories. No. Tuskegee People have long memories. It's awful hard as well to get mm. Latinx vaccinated as well. Why? Huh? They're worried now, that they'll be oh. vaccinated and deported. What? Latinx? Huh. I have some Kleenex. Is that sort of like Latinx? What the hell are you talking about? And who? Nobody experimented on the Tuskegee Airmen. What are we doing? The Tuskegee experiments, which actually, by the way, was ran by a black guy, um, black doctor and black nurses, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it was for the government and it was horrible, but let's just, you know, let's do what we let's actually tell the story. Remember, we're supposed to learn our history. We just well, don't want to whitewash it. Well, we're not going to whitewash it. It was horrible, but it was also ran and participated in by uh 
black doctors and black nurses that did the experiments. And no, they weren't experimenting on the Tuskegee Airmen. That is a completely different story. And I do not know what the hell a Latinx is. You know who else doesn't know what Latinx is? Anybody that are Latina or Latino. Latin American people, they don't know what Latinx is, Latinx, unless uh, it's some uh, brand of Kleenex that may be, you know, sold south of the border. They may call them Latinx. I don't know. It may be a marketing strategy that I'm not aware of. But other than that, I have no idea what the hell you are talking about. That's where we're at. It's insane. And when the hell did we start vaccinating people to deport them? I, I I can't take it. The hell are you talking about? People are afraid to get the vaccine. We're afraid they're just going to get the shot. And they're going to get deported. Um, I, I have no idea. I don't even know what country he's in. Maybe it's a country where they experimented on the Tuskegee Airmen. Maybe uh, whatever country that's in or whatever reality that would be in or wh- whatever the hell. I have no clue. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We have a new scare. We need to get everybody vaccinated because we have a brand new scare today. It is out there. It will get you. It will get you. It is the dreaded, the dreaded Delta variant. You may ask, what is the Delta variant? Well, see, it goes along with the whole thing. We must play it again. We must play it. Everything is racist. And you may ask, you may ask, how does that relate to the Delta variant? Well, you see, uh, it applies because for many, many hundreds of years, we have labeled diseases uh, from their point of origin. Say for some weird, some weird thing, we get a strange flu that comes from, I don't know, Alabama. And it may even come from, we'll even go further and we'll call it the Tuskegee flu. Well, sir, you can't do that. That's racist. It's racist. And you see, we used to have things like the Spanish flu. And somebody said this other day, I was explaining the whole thing because they were saying, you know, Trump was racist for calling it the China flu. And uh, they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, Spanish flu didn't come from Mexico. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I can continue this conversation. I just want to smash my head against the wall. Um, I don't know. When was uh, when was Mexico f- moved over to Europe and called Spain? Huh. That's weird. That didn't happen. They called it the Spanish flu because the Spanish, it was, you know, originally thought to or- originate, originate in Spain. Weird, huh? They called it the Spanish flu. Now, with the research they've done today, that one probably came from China as well. Flus tend to come from China. So, hey, you know what? It comes from Asia. I don't know. It's just the way it is. That's the world. I didn't make it up. I didn't create it. Obviously, uh, that's just what happens. Well, we have MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory. Uh, We had uh, all, all sorts of them. But now, they're all racist. So, you see... We can no longer have the UK variant that's racist against those UKians. Well, I guess you could probably say UK variant. They're white. You can totally say that. Anyway, the Delta variant. See, now we're going through the Greek alphabet. Next, we will have the Gamma 
variant. Uh, the Delta Gamma uh, Delta variant is actually the uh, Indian variant. It comes from India. Uh, you wouldn't know that because, of course, if you did, you would be racist. So you're not allowed to know that. No, it's the Delta variant. And uh, Fauci wants you to know that it is scary. It is terrifying. The only thing that they are sure of with the Delta variant, they are sure of one thing, one thing only. There's only but one way that you can be sure you do not get the Delta variant Fauci will let you know. We are not done until we completely crush this outbreak. We seem, as was the case with B117, we seem to be following the pattern. Wait a second. I didn't catch B117. Did you? What was B117? What what was that, Fauci? What, 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 what is that? Now you're scaring people. They're afraid of something else. It's B117. We didn't get that. Oh, wait a second. That's the coronavirus. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. With the Delta variant, with a doubling time of about two weeks. If you look from the May 8th with 1.2 to 2.7 to 9.9, and as of a couple of days ago, 20.6% of the isolates are Delta. Isolates. Similar to the situation in the UK, the Delta variant is currently the greatest threat in the U.S., to our attempt to eliminate oh no it's the greatest threat. good news well except for white our supremacy vaccines are effective except for white against supremacy. the delta variant conclusion oh conclusion we have the tools so let's use You're the them tool and crush the outbreak okay no, our vaccines work against this variant okay. however this variant represents a set of mutations that could lead to could. future mutations what, that evade what our variant? vaccine what variant and that's why it's more about? important than ever to get vaccinated now mm-hmm. to stop the chain of infection the chain of mutations that <laughs> could lead could. to more da- dangerous variants you got it. oh no well there's only one way to do it you better get your vaccine it's the only thing they know that will stop the delta variant you notice what they use they use a word that uh, is synonymous with lying your ass off now i'm going to enlighten you about something never ever 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 believe people that say well if this happens if this happens in nature it may well lead to this that means that they have no idea now is it true that viruses mutate That is true. That is very true. 99.9% of the time, they mutate in ways that mean nothing. I have a hard time even calculating the number in which they mutate to become more deadly because it happens so rarely. So yes, theoretically, it could mutate. Unfortunately, Uh, There's no way to stop a virus from mutating um, at all because it will constantly mutate. Uh, That's what they do. Um, But it is for sure. You must. You must. It is imperative now to go directly and get your vaccination. Now, if you die from a heart inflammation, it's okay because you know what? You help stop the Delta variant. They said, well, we're not sure if uh, natural immunity works for the Delta variant. The only problem is uh, 
pretty sure that's uh, not how that works. Um, from the uh, reports and, and, and studies so far, uh, natural immunity is better than what you get from a vaccination. Well, that's weird. So if the vaccination stops it, well, then I can then theorize that natural immunity would then stop it. But you notice they don't say they don't say anything. They're not saying that this new variant is any deadlier or even more contagious. It's just a new variant. And that's what they're beating the drum for. There's a new variant. You better go get your vaccine. Why? Is it any different than the other one? Well, no, it may be. It may be in the future. It may find another bat to fly into. And then who knows? Who knows? <coughs> this is how that works. This is what they do with climate. It's the same, same con. It's the same con. They go, well, you know, uh, maybe the you know, sky will, you know, open up and swallow the earth. Well, it may happen. Theoretically, it may at some point, but uh, there's no way for us to know. But it may happen, so you better do something today for some theoretical thing that we have no idea if it's even true. Somebody just made it up in the back room, but we want to terrify the hell out of you about it today. So, yeah, there is some different tactics being taken around the world. Uh, in the Philippines, the... Um, president i guess i don't know commandant whatever the hell he is um he took a different tact he's so pissed that people weren't getting their vaccines that uh he just came out and said listen get a vax or go to jail literally he said that this week i don't have the audio clip because well it's not in english so you know i don't think you can read through the uh audio stream it's just not gonna work out well but, uh, yeah, he was really funny. He said, well, you know, either get a vaccination or I'm going to arrest you and throw you in jail. And then he goes, yeah, our, our guards at the jail are lazy. They don't clean up. It's a dirty, filthy place. And then I'm just going to vax you in the butt anyway. I mean, what the hell is going on? People have lost their damn mind. Speaking of people that have lost their damn mind, the EU came out and said that they're rolling out their vaccine passport. If you want to move around um, uh, the uh head of the EU. For Easter, we promise to the Europeans that we will do everything possible <laughs> so that they can gain back um, some normality uh -huh. when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. Perfect accent, by the way, right? From Monday, yes. the European Parliament and the European Council <laughs> signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. Oh, COVID certificate. from the 1st of July on. Mm -hmm. But if you want to, as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. Oh. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium did allows Well, I want to be just today, like Belgium, so. Um, to uh, travel with a certificate. Okay. And they issue these certificates. Oh. And here is mine. And here? So everyone is, your papers? is fully vaccinated or tested negative and or has recovered from COVID. Can get one. They'll allow you. And uh, to we have travel? right now 15 member states that have already signed up. Und. And from the 1st of July, all 27 <laughs> member states have to apply these EU wow. digital certificates for oh, the wow. COVID. Wow. So, I mean, at least they have a little bit more leeway. Uh, they said, well, you have to have the certificate. 
the fact that it's in a German accent just makes it even better, doesn't it? It does. It makes it so much better. You get your papers. You show papers. You can travel. Yes. Anyway, um, but at least they're allowing people that have naturally recovered or you know test negative they can travel. I guess that uh, I still don't like the certificates, and I don't want people tracking my phone and all that. It just uh, screw off. But you know. You know him, you love him. Actually, you don't know who the hell he is, and he looks like a buffoon and talks like one. Uh, apparently, uh, our old friend Keith Oberman had to weigh in this week about how... I mean, it's one thing. It's one of those... It's just bizarre. He's such a bizarre human being. I have no idea why he's even... Why does anybody care? He's just a jackass and a buffoon and a moron. I have no idea what the hell is going on. But uh, apparently he gets on to uh, give his little rants. I mean, of course, he hates Trump and he hates all Republicans and he hates uh, all the people that have religion. And uh, he just pretty much hates everybody, I guess. Uh, he obviously hates himself because he looks like a dumbass and dresses like one, too. Jesus. Uh, but anyway, um, he had to have his rant about how all these stupid people that believe in God um Boy, he just really had to uh, get it all off his chest, all about the vaccine. So here's Keith Oberman being a complete and other stupid jackass. You're not going to get vaccinated because because of some meaningless word salad in your head, like that Chicago Cubs baseball player about how other people must get vaccinated. And then when they do, that means you don't have to. <laughs> I like or that. Or is your excuse the threats of the lawsuits uh, <laughs> against the vaccine <clears throat> mandates from a New York City law firm? Or are you from the Marjorie Trader Green School? I don't believe in science. I believe in God. If that's your anti-vaccine excuse, I don't trust science. I have God. Let's test that theory from your own life. How many times a day do you not only rely on science, but actually trust science with your life? Hold on a second. I haven't met very many people. I haven't. I haven't met too many of these people that he's talking about uh, that apparently, I mean, there's a very, very small faction of people that say, well, I'm not going to take medicine and stuff. I, uh, you know, I have faith and why it matters to you. I have no idea. I have no clue. Why do you care? Why do you care? Are you vaccinated? Are you covered? Then shut the fuck up and leave the rest of us alone. But he has to really, really show what an enormous jackass <clears throat> and this tirade he goes on honestly just shows his stupidity how stupid he is trust science that overnight the water that comes out of the tap in the morning was not poisoned you trust what the hell does that have to do with science that i trust that in the morning no one has uh poisoned my water are there scientists poisoning water i don't know i think we call those people terrorists right so i don't know what the hell it has to do with science that uh you know, maybe somebody didn't sneak in and commit a terrorist act. Not sure what that has to do with God or science. Uh, unless the people that poison the water then believe in uh, that God told them to, then God may come into the picture, but not in the way you're talking about. So let's move on. Science that the food you eat was what? protected from botulism and E. coli oh, and everything else that could go wrong and kill you. You take medication. Again. We're trusting our food doesn't have stuff in it due to science. Weird. Um, actually, uh, Keith, <clears throat> our uh, our food does have those things in them. Um, 
I don't know who we're trusting in. I think we're trusting in ourselves to wash our food and cook our food because the shit's actually in it. Huh. Weird. Vitamins? You trust science that the next pill isn't actually rat poison. You leave your home. You trust science that while you are gone, the wiring will not catch fire and burn it down. No, I trusted the electrician that installed it, and then I verify science doesn't come into it. Science tells me that if the wires touch, it will burn down. Therefore, I have a concern that it might. This guy is a moron. I, who wrote this? I'm sure he did because he's a dumbass. When you leave, you drive. You trust science that the tires won't blow out at high speed or the steering wheel won't come off in your hand. Oh, he thinks he's or making such a yeah, He's good. He's, he's on top of it. The tires won't blow out. I don't. I trust that they won't because I'm hoping some uh, somebody tested this. Yeah. Um, I have seen tires blow out. Um, I'm trusting the guy that uh, assembled the car, tightened the bolts on the steering wheel that it won't come off of my hand. Um, what does any of that have to do with science? He thinks he is brilliant. <laughs> He's just stupid. Okay, you will encounter today. You get on a bus, a train, a plane, a bicycle. You trust science with everything. And say something does go wrong and you have to go to the hospital. You trust science to call the ambulance. You trust science to get to the hospital. You trust science that you won't feel the pain. You trust science that you will live through the night. <sighs> ah. But then there's the universal answer of all answers to all of that. I trust science that I'm going to live through the night. What does science have anything to do with me living through the night? I may not. Is science going to swoop into my bedroom and keep me alive? The hell are you talking about? What a moron. I'm driving, eating, having brain surgery, or switching on a light to read my Bible. I'm not trusting science. I'm trusting God. Oh, he's good. Well, then, he's good. one last question. Tell me, what? Whether it harms you or it helps you, why aren't you trusting God about the vaccine? Well, maybe. Amen. Amen. Oh, he hit maybe. Um, I mean, just, just spitballing here. Uh, maybe people don't trust God about the vaccine because God didn't personally make the vaccine. I don't know what the point of that is. And if you truly believe in God, now, like I said, I'm not a super religious person. I grew up super religious and uh, been around a lot of religious people. And they usually say that, well, you know, uh, science is connected to God because God created man and man figured out science. He gave us the ability to have the brain to think about it all. So I guess you're trusting it all at the same time. Keith Oberman has no idea what the hell he's talking about. He's just an irrelevant fool who makes stupid ranting videos that makes him look even dumber. I don't know. He just hates, uh, I guess he just, I don't even get it. Like, if you're an atheist, what do you care? Like, I, I haven't figured out this breed of person yet. I haven't figured it out. And I, I'm starting to formulate a theory. Uh, because people that are religious, they don't feel the need to uh, come beat you in the head about it every day. I mean, they have their faith. You do you. And so uh, people that are true, like truly don't believe in God, uh, usually don't feel the need to tell everybody, like make fun of people about it. That just gives a, a 
a window into your character. Are you that insecure about, or are you just trying to convince yourself or what are you doing? I, I, I really don't understand. And uh, maybe people don't trust the vaccine, Keith. I, I'll help you out here real quick. Because of stories like this. Now, you might have heard of this guy. You know, a few people have heard of him. A few people know who he is. Um, uh, he played guitar in a couple bands once in a while. Um, you might have heard of him. May not. May not. Um, his name's Eric Clapton. Um, a few people have heard of him. Uh, I think he holds the record for the most inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um but yeah, he had a little bit of an issue. He got the vaccine, had a little problem, uh, and uh, now uh, people don't want to talk to him, but he did give an interview. Vaccine took my immune system and just shook it around again. And that's still going on. So, and that's then I read, you know, a lot of the evidence that I've been reading about with people that were having adverse reaction. That was on the list, was, you know, uh, damage to the immune system. Oh, God, no. I lost the use of my hands uh, for about three weeks. So I thought I was um, in real trouble. Wow. You know, and that's pretty crazy. And you say, well, you know, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. You know, that's him. It's not me. And that's fine. And for older people, the risks outweigh uh, or the benefit outweighs the risk. And I understand that. I understand that. Um, but you need to know your risk and you need to know the side effects and we need to know why we're doing this. And that's a really important thing. And no one's ever going to trust uh, blindly, period. They're just not. There's not that many people that are going to trust blindly, especially not in this country. And they're definitely not going to listen to Keith Oberman, who's just a jackass. It's just ridiculous. But, you know, uh, I played the clip of the last episode that I did with uh, John Stewart doing the whole thing about the uh, lab leak theory. And he said, you know, science is really going to kill us all. That's what's going to happen is, uh, you know, it's not going to be these crazy world wars and all that. It's going to be somebody in a lab coming up with something and that's what's going to destroy us. And, you know, everybody laughs and, you know, kind of jokes about it. But I believe that that could be what's going on. Uh, I think uh, that's probably is going to be what kills us uh, <laughs> because I found this guy who says, well, you know what? We can solve the world's problems. All we need to do is just a little human engineering. Doesn't that sound terrifying to you? It sounds terrifying to me. Uh, that's the kind of crap that you hear in like dystopian uh, novels or Maybe comics where, you know, you have this one crazy scientist that says, oh, I can give you bionic arms and, you know, uh, steel body parts and I can graft them into your human form and you'll be impervious to weapons. Um, and we laugh about it. We're like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, we're, we're happy that uh, they figured out heart surgery and brain surgery and all those sort of things and modern medicine. It's great. Um, this guy goes a lot further and decides that he can fix... We can fix all of the world's problems just with a little, just a little human engineering, nothing to be scared of, nothing to worry about, nothing at all. Here's how we're going to help tackle climate change with human engineering. My view is that what we need is a really robust uh, uh, ethical framework. And with within this ethical framework, uh, 
a robust ethical framework, we can, I think there's a way going forward where we can do this ethically. But there's actually a lot of opportunities for this to solve big world problems. So uh, one thing is the climate change. And there, uh, I'll just use, um, you know, sort of climate change is really big problem. We don't really know how to solve it. But it turns out that we can use human engineering to help us address climate change. So here's a thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. Um, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can kind of uh, ad possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. Well, that's not scary at all. That sounds great. Let's make everybody allergic to red meat. And then the climate will cool off. Yeah, that sounds great. I can't believe. I mean, and, and, and the weird part is, before he said all that, he said, well, we really need ethics. What? There's nothing ethical about screwing with human engineering. Those two don't go in the same sentence. We we decided a long time ago that just doing random human experiments and, and changing people's DNA and different things about them, just randomly doing it or whatever you want to do isn't ethical. And that's why he's saying, well, we need to change the ethics. You know what I mean? Well, why are we worried about all that ethical stuff? Let's just make mutants and see what happens. It'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be fine. What the hell? Shouldn't be a problem at all. We're just going to make everybody allergic to red meat as if red meat is the big problem for the climate, um, which I'm not going to go into today. I had a whole uh, thing about climate. Uh, I'm going to get into that on Tuesday. It's a big, big section on it. You're going to find it enlightening for sure. But uh, he didn't stop there. That is not his only. That is not his only solution to the climate is to make you allergic to red meat to where, you know, hey, you can eat it. You're probably, your throat's probably going to swell shut and die, but hey, you can eat your red meat. Um, the the absolute insanity and arrogance and bullshit in that statement is unbelievable, but he didn't stop there. It would be bad enough if he stopped there, but he did not. He did not. He went on to tell you another really, really good way that we could tackle climate change with human engineering. So it turns out that the larger you are, think of the lifetime sort of greenhouse gas emissions that are required to sort of the energy that's required to transport larger people rather than smaller people, right? Um, but if we're smaller, just by 15 centimeters, right? It, that's a mass, uh, you know, I did the math and it's about mass reduction of 25%, which is huge. And 100 years ago, we we're all on the average smaller, about 50, exactly about 15 centimeters smaller. Right. So think of just the, you know, like lifetime greenhouse gas emissions if we had smaller children. Right. And so that's something that we could do. Yep. He said it. Yep. He did. Let that soak in a minute. Yep. He said it. We're just going to make midgets. It'll be fine. We can solve climate change if we're all midgets. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. If you don't think uh, science is completely batshit crazy and full of batshit crazy people, 
I think that guy just proved me right. We're just going to engineer the babies to all be midgets. It'll be fine. That way they won't take up so much space. And it'll make the planet cooler. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. He just said we're going to make everybody midgets and we're going to solve climate change. Um. Mm, yeah, that one's good. I don't know what else to say. I think I can just end the episode there. Everybody can get a good laugh and enjoy the weekend. Thinking about... Uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Lau is his name. Uh, he's going to be engineering midgets and he's going to solve climate change. Uh, they're going to be midgets that uh, will probably go into anaphylactic shock if they even smell a hamburger. And that will make the planet so much better. It will make it a happy, warm, fuzzy place for all. And of course, they will be very diverse. They will have no sex because you're just engineering them. Why would you need to, you wouldn't need to do that anymore. You don't need to procreate. We'll just make them. We'll just make the little miniature people and they can run around and, uh, you know, they'll be very diverse, very diverse and, uh, midgets and it'll be great. It'll be fine. I'm sure it's going to turn out well. That is all I have for today. Uh, it has been a long episode because I had to make up for missing Tuesday. I'm going to try to put together another long episode for next week because after Tuesday, I probably won't be back for at least a week. Uh, I'm going on vacation to enjoy the 4th and, and try to enjoy some things and uh, maybe get away from the politics a little bit for, you know, a week. And uh, so I'll do another long episode on Tuesday and uh, kind of make up for the fact I'll be gone for a week. So, hey trying i'm trying i need to get out into the world a little bit more anyway please everybody remember to subscribe it's free to subscribe it doesn't cost anything it just lets you know when new episodes drop and it means a whole lot subscribe rate and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts all the platforms usually let you leave a rating the review doesn't matter so much you can say whatever in it uh the five stars is what really matters especially on apple podcasts uh and this show is uh, everywhere probably you listen to podcasts it's on spotify itunes which or apple podcasts sorry not itunes apple podcast stitcher even iheart radio podcast um they're around and you can rate it and it will really 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 help those stars mean a whole lot uh tell your friends share it it means a whole i mean it's just amazing what it does the thing will grow and uh reach more people and that's what we really really need to do that's the whole point of this is to reach more people it's not exactly paying the bills or anything uh in fact it costs me more than it you know ever would make me at this point but hey that's not why i'm doing it. i'm doing it because you know it lets me vent and uh maybe help some people uh learn a few new things and that's uh that's the big point and uh if you'd like to leave a message or a comment, I have got a few. Some people actually sent me some suggestions about stories. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. You can do that on Facebook at Eric's America Pod. Um, anytime uh, that all comes directly to me. Uh, you can go to the website, erics-america.com. Uh, you can leave a comment there or you can avoid those pesky podcast apps and just listen to the episodes there. They're usually posted there a day the day after uh, they're released everywhere else so you can get those and you don't have to deal with all that or if you just want to send an old-fashioned email you can do so uh, at ericsamericapod at gmail all that comes directly to me uh, questions comments suggestions whatever you got you can send those and they will come to me because I am the only one here I will be back on Tuesday 
with another episode and I got a really cool um, really cool uh, section uh, about climate change and uh, Steve Coonan uh, who worked with in the Obama administration uh, he did a long form interview the other day that I found fascinating and some of the stuff he said was just amazing and he was part of it with Obama and uh, apparently they didn't listen to what he had to say then and uh, he's trying to get the word out now so that is fascinating and it's it's just really cool I think you'll love it uh, that'll all be part of Tuesday's episode, along with more of the uh, more of the COVID and and everything else that's going on. And we'll see what Biden does over the weekend. Uh, I have a feeling he won't talk because his brain has completely gone to mush right now. So, anyway, until Tuesday, please remember it's no agenda, just America. <laughs> <laughs>